A very warm welcome back, everyone. And uh, Dan, I am joined by, obviously, as I always am, my co-host, Dan Knapper. Um, I am Bradley Steinbach. Welcome to Control-Alt-Rewind. And uh, today we are very excited. We've got more, more content to share with regards to Halo. We have so much to share, as, um, as many of those that know us uh, will know. And uh, yeah, we're really Today, we're, we're going to unpack how did this become such a mass movement globally? This was obviously a, a genre-defining game, a genre-defining experience, and ultimately a lot, like a lifestyle um, for so many people all around the world. This is one of the most popular games. So obviously, we have a lot of content to share. And, and last time in episode 4.1, we touched on obviously us and just getting exposed to the the multiplayer aspect of it. I know we we brushed over a lot of topics, uh, but <clears throat> want to dive in to start at least and um, talking about the other side of it, which was the, we call it the single player campaign, but it was also a really good co-op experience. And that, that obviously led to more people being able to experience how special this game was, even people that obviously didn't have internet. As we know, lots of people, just like you, as you mentioned, didn't have internet at this time. So, yeah, your take, Dan, um, over to you. Yeah, so the Halo campaign, I'm just going to give a brief uh, uh, starting point of Halo 1. We, I played that after Halo 2, actually. So Halo 2 was the first one that we did, and you know, but Halo 1, it did have... Did it have four player um, co op on that one? No, two player co op on yeah, Halo two. Yeah, two player. It was four Halo player committed Halo three. Yep. Yeah. So what was so groundbreaking about the Halo one campaign was it was it wasn't open world, but some of the levels were kind of open world, and it just blew everyone away. It completely changed how first person shooters were made for consoles. Uh, the controls were awesome. Like before that, you just had like Goldeneye dark all that stuff which you know the controls aren't very good in that but um yeah so halo came out it had like a near perfect control controls and movement and all that and it's actually kind of what saved the xbox because somehow this game just became a huge hit so everyone was just buying xboxes and they they just had halo everyone yeah they just bought it for that yeah just for the one game you and yeah the campaign was actually pretty good a little basic, you know, their first game, Bungie. But I think um, originally it was going to be a PC game, but then Microsoft was like, we want that. It was going to be third person too, actually. But Microsoft bought them. They they revamped it. They changed some stuff. You know, they made it first person, which was, you know, the right choice, obviously. And yeah, it, it just exploded. Like, everyone's like, you, it was like a system seller. And It was a system seller for sure. Um, and just to add to that, Dan... Um, something you may not even know is this this the IP for this game was made by some random developer in the basement of Apple, believe it or not. This was meant to be a Macintosh game. Yeah, that's and, right. And, that's, that, that's and, right. And they sold it to uh for paper towel um to Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> so this was yeah, and just to add to what you said before. The the reason this was genre defining it was the the keyword here was sandbox and the sandbox that Bungie built with these games 
I think we might have used the terminology last time with the multiplayer, the sandbox, the variety. You play you you play the game, and yes, it is an open world, but it, it is so close yeah. to it because the way you interact with it, the choices that you make, as in do we want to go on foot? Do we want to go in a warthog, which is the all-terrain vehicle with a with a turret on the back? Or do we want to go yep. in a, a wraith, a tank, a scorpion, or a banshee, or any variety of them? And you just have all of these options. Do we want to be stealthy? Do we want to use sniper rifles? Do we want, like, this is, this is the beginning of what is currently now in 2023, a sand like games must have a sandbox or there's no variety yeah add to that dan yeah basically every game now you know it's like all open world people actually i think are getting kind of sick of open world these days (laughs) every game every game has it you there's always eight thousand collectibles that you don't want to do for for like a 10 point achievement and and um but just to go back to halo here yeah what made the campaign so great as well is, um, like, it had personality. Like, even the enemies. The grunts would talk to each other. It was, like, just charming. The grunts would talk to the elites. And they'd scream if you'd, like, throw a sticky at them. <laughs> and so there's just, like, a lot of attention to detail. Um, a bunch of guns. And, yeah, like you said, the vehicles. And it was just a really fun experience because, yeah, obviously, uh, online gaming wasn't that popular yet when halo one came out so this was like the time of couch co-op still like prime couch definitely oh yeah so everyone and a friend yeah go ahead yeah and like there was this the some of them are famous maps like assault on the control room that was in halo one and yeah that was i remember at the time like they well in gaming there's this comment called a water cooler chat which is when you go to work or you go to school and you're standing around the water cool and you're discussing something and the assault on the control room which was the snow level for those that don't remember the snow level with all the vehicles now you remember i'm sure uh it, and <laughs> that that mission could be done in so many different ways this was like I just remember as a kid launching into that mission and replaying it because I would just literally have a smile on my face knowing that I was going to be playing it. It was just one of the one of the greatest missions. It was a combination of CQB close quarter um, CQC close quarter combat um, that you could be doing in stealth. You could there was a stealth aspect to it there. And then there was this it would open right up and you had the choice to go in scorpion warthog ghost um it was just there was another another map in halo 2 another mission i think it was number two in halo 2 where you go across the bridge when you're going to kill the scorpion um or sorry the um the giant spider forget the the scarab the scarab the scarab yeah Yeah. Uh, when you're going to take down the scarab for the first time like these are just absolute genre defining missions yeah they, yeah like that kind of stuff was so cool it's like how do you take this thing down you gotta you gotta find a way up you gotta jump in you gotta destroy the controls and yeah all that fun stuff so yeah they had a lot of really good set pieces like the final mission of halo one like, <laughs> come, on. Epic. come on how good is that you know yeah and- so for those for those that don't know in halo Halo, well, I mean, they re- replicated it in a lot of the Halos, but yeah, they just kept doing, yeah, they just, yeah, 
in Halo One, you are in a Warthog, which is the vehicle I mentioned before. You're with your your teammate who's in the turret, and you're driving. And the maps like it's like a Todd Howard action sequence. It's just exploding parts of the bridge that you're on. You're flying through tunnels in your Warthog, hitting huge ramps and jumping, and getting attacked by every enemy in the game. It is. The music is so uh, Marty O'Donnell was the creator of all the music of most of the Halos, at least all of the old ones that we're talking about with Bungie. And the music was this is another element to it, Dan, that tied this community together. The music in these games, the intro music that played on the intro behind me here. uh, This is nostalgia at its absolute finest. The, The music was incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And I still like hum it to myself in my head, like to this day. Watch, like, watching watching this, I I think yeah. of it. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um but yeah, back to Halo campaign. So I actually have a kind of an interesting take, kind of a bad take. Brad will go into his take uh, a little later here. He he loved the lore, he had all the books, you know, he was just <laughs> right into it. And I just love the mechanics and controls of the game. So I didn't care what, what we were doing in the campaign. I don't care what the story was. I didn't want to know anything about it. And, and but that's okay. Like, I still love the campaign, you know? So we would play, we would play co-op campaign, you know, when Xbox Live was down. Or if we we're just like, you know, <laughs> sometimes you get a little burnt out. You need like a day or two break, come to Halo. And... Um, some of my best memories are, are like doing that, like especially on Legendary when we're just going to the first level. We have plasma pistols, killing the elites at, in the that Bay Area. If you know what I'm talking about, of course. A, a, bu- yeah. a bunch of the ships come in through like the I don't know what to call it, like the the barrier, and they land. They drop off a bunch of elites. The only thing you can really do, every gun sucks against the elites except every gun sucks. The new combo, so. Um, campaign was pretty fun for that, actually. Like we, we, of course, we did it on legendary because, you know, that's kind for, of what for we those do. for those that, that know and for those that don't know. So, nor like there's obviously difficulty levels to every video game. Normal, uh, there's easy, normal, then heroic is sort of hardish, but sort of normal for Halo, and then legendary is very, very hard. And Halo Two was completely infamous for having the hardest campaign and halo 2's yeah yeah, legendary difficulty was it was so 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 hard to do especially solo um and it was slightly easier to do co-op because you could have your teammate could have dual plasma pistols which was the only basically the only you could shoot you could shoot four rockets at at the basic like elite <laughs> in the game and it does nothing you shoot snipers it does nothing so it's only the the noob combo sorry i interrupted them i know no, that's a great addition yeah so you just had to find the like the strategies to take you know each enemies and you know you get the checkpoints and all that and if you don't have the right guns it could get a little hairy but you could usually figure it out the checkpoints are usually aren't too bad and you can usually make your way through it and you know it's just a great experience and just by word of mouth like Halo 2, the graphics of Halo 2 absolutely demolish Halo 1. Like, it was insane. Um, I guess the yeah, difference with Halo 2 is, like, they introduced dual wielding, okay? So now you could have your favorite combos, like t- dual needlers, <laughs> needler handgun, plasma pistol, plasma the rifle. 
pretty much all that. Um, but yeah, like the, the memories are are just you know, how should I put it? It's just something that can't be replaced, I guess. And it won't happen again, really, because you know you're just sitting there with like one of your best friends or your best friend, and you're just going on this journey through through it together. And you play as elite, you play as master chief. Uh, you're saving uh, Captain Keys, I believe, in yes. Halo. 2. Yeah, <laughs> and most of, like you're still fighting a lot of the flood, I believe, in Halo Two. Yeah, or was that was that three? The flood, yeah, the flood was in two as well as in most of it's the games. It's definitely yeah. in one. It, it's it's yeah. a lot in one, and I know yeah. it's a lot in three. So maybe it's not so much in two. Two's more. About no, the it is. You you're for, you it forget is? it. You're forgetting yeah, it, it is. is as the arbiter and the the maps that you fight the so you go in the flood missions there's three missions in i think it's around mission seven eight nine they're very difficult flood missions they're really okay. play and that's when you play as the arbiter um who's an elite oh, so you, oh yeah commander keys yeah yeah, yeah so oh, very, yeah very i know difficult. i know those those are the hardest flood missions they're, they're I think, so 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 hard yeah so the flood is like a like a a scourge of the universe that essentially the halo rings are actually spoiler alert super weapons to basically wipe out all life spoiler. in the galaxy uh to <laughs> to and and be, they're the only weapon against the flood essentially so yeah the, my take look my take is definitely different to dan's on on the campaigns i was just your your classic Halo nerd through and through. Um, knew most of the lore. Um, I start to forget a little bit about it now, but back in the day, <laughs> I was I was very switched on with it all, and uh, I would be I would make a point to play the campaigns before I played multiplayer, and I would sort of force Dan to do it as well as they came yep. out. Um, so I was I would replay the campaign on my own solo co op everything. I just I was obsessed with. The, the whole story, the lore, but very similar to, like, to other video games like Legend of Zelda, the, the music and the soundtrack were something that tied your emotions to the game, just like exploring the sandboxes for the first time. Like this is, this is the stuff of, of true emotional grab that you can get from like a really good, it's, it's on a different level. Like those that don't know as much about gaming, like it, when you read a book, obviously you can, you can get sucked into that book. Um, you can get, you can start to really get familiarity with the characters. And, but when you have um, a medium like gaming, where you've got this unbelievable soundtrack, you've got visually striking visuals in front of you. And then you have, you also get to share that with your best friends yeah. whether it's online or this person sitting right next to you that that is what dan is means you just it just cannot be replicated you can't sit next to someone and sort of read a book with them and be on the same journey with them that's and i and i i'm a huge book reader i love reading books i'm not saying that it's um you can share a movie with someone um but to actually experience and play the game with someone right next to you like that it was so it felt so immersive because of the graphics at the time, especially on console. There, even even PC, the, these graphics were so 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 ahead of their time. Um, PCs weren't that good back then. Even <laughs> they weren't right. that good. There were there was there was some okay ones, but you're talking about such. It, there's still such a small 
percentage of people that can play uh, PC gaming. That that number has gone up hugely in the last few years, that percentage yeah. of PC gamers. But back then, there was no way we could afford one. Like, it wasn't even... It wasn't even on like the spectrum of let's get a PC. It was no. How do we get the next console to play these games? Yeah, that's true. And uh, actually, I'm not even sure. Like, I like PC building now is easy. I'm not sure it was just as easy. No, like, you know, it wasn't. 10, Fifteen years ago, I think it was no. still pretty, um, like pretty not complicated, but. You just kind of have to know way parts. more. Go, go you, you needed to know more. There wasn't YouTube. Yeah. Like, we talked about this before, Dan. Yeah, there wasn't. There wasn't like YouTube wasn't a thing back then. Like we're talking yeah. years ago. There wasn't. There wasn't guides to do things back then. It yeah. was like exploring. Like you had to know. Like you had to be educated um, if you were going to be building a computer. You needed to know about the parts and what they did and how they spoke to each other. So just accessibility for pc gaming was just so 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 rare um is there anything else you wanted to add about the campaign yes yes there is um just uh going back to like the graphics and obviously you touched upon the sound you were mostly talking about the music but the gun the gun sounds and all of that that was like perfect like they still haven't like really changed that so they just hit it out of the park like the vr sounds good plasma pistol plasma rifle uh just the ambience of um of some of the missions that all sounds great and just to go back to that though um like playstation 2 what did that have that looked anything like this like yeah nothing it wasn't even close it wasn't even close like yeah grand theft auto was cool but and i love that game yeah and but I don't know. I think I think the Halo 2 graphics absolutely destroyed it. I, that's just my opinion. They were incredible. Yeah, yeah. I, I, they were pushing this hardware <laughs> very, very, very hard um, at this time. It was towards, yeah, it was like it was middle, middle to end of the Xbox, like the original Xbox's lifespan. It didn't, did it come out? No, it didn't come out as a obviously a launch game because that was Halo, Halo One was a launch title with, it, yeah. with the Xbox. So this is on the same platform that Halo One was on, but it was unbelievably different. Um, and this, yeah, and I guess as a as a headline like this, so we have the music, we had the gameplay, which Dan's talked a ton about. I've talked about the music, the graphics, we, and then the sandbox. This is what started to build this community so it it, this is a world touching community of people that were obsessed with this game and emotionally connected to this game because of the experiences that it was offering us and our friends so we're we obviously touched on the last time a lot about the multiplayer aspect and this is how the community connected at a grand scale but this is how the community just became an absolute dominant force and we'll talk about Halo 3 in a in a coming episode but this is how this is the like the start of how all of these elements cooked into this unbelievable recipe which was which created this community that was so well connected absolutely everywhere in the world and was one of uh, the most popular games for years to come, uh, genre, uh, sorry, games as in Halo 2, 3, whatever. Yeah, not just Halo 2, but all the um, upcoming Halos after that. Yeah. yeah, it was the game. The right? game. 
like the game to play, the game to talk about, get an Xbox, hang out with your friends. We're all doing it. Have some land parties, you know, bring your 800 pounds, CRTV, <laughs> like four of those, uh, connect your Ethernet cables, you know, and hmm. this game, um, this game, like in my opinion, so gaming and I, I think this is a really important topic to touch on here because Gaming before Halo 2 and Halo 3, and even when it even when they came out, that gaming was still had that we talked about it before, that stigma, that nerd stigma to it. I, yeah. I genuinely hand on heart believe that Halo 2 slash 3 at this time was when gaming became something that people wanted to talk about more and and started to lose that stigma. This is when gaming went to the stratosphere with popularity. And even if just it, it, so many people wanted to be to play it because it was such an experience it started to break down those barriers where jock the 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 click the click jock sort of person at school wanted to play it everyone yeah. wanted to play it this is what started to break those barriers down that are are almost gone today but back then there was barriers everywhere yes. anything on that note that you have to, to, to add dan uh, no, you pretty much nailed that, and it's true. Like, it was just, you know, you woke up one day, everything was Halo. Everyone was waiting in line, you know, for Halo 2. It was it was an insane launch, Halo 2. Insane Everyone was launch. ready for it. Everyone wanted it. It was it was massive. Like, I've never seen anything to this scale. And, every, like, yeah, like I said, everyone was just waiting for it. And another cool part about Halo, though, like, go back to the uh, campaign, and that kind of stuff real quick um so what's cool about halo is you know you can just play the campaign but if you're really into it you know you you want all that extra lore you know it's really well developed like they had really good writers on all of that so if you want it to if you want it to go deep you could go really deep like really crazy, deep. yeah like crazy deep and i think that's another thing that that got people hooked on it as well yeah, in almost to the level of like the popularity of if you think of the Lord of the Rings series and how the Lord of the Rings were yeah. this like the book series that everyone had read and everyone was obsessed with the obviously the lore of Lord of the Rings and that became one of the most successful um, trilogies of all time and you know obviously the history from there but very similar sort of um, level that yes it had this incredible lore this incredible world building in 2552 yeah, yeah, exactly. between the human and the government at war and it, it just was so engaging and that all those elements obviously kept everyone um, kept everyone engaged is there any anything else you wanted to add before we wrap this one up Dan uh, no, just Halo took over. It did, and and excited. Uh, obviously, this won't be the end of, of us talking about Halo. Excited to sort of bridge into Halo 3 next, which is really uh, a really exciting topic for us. And um, I think that it's sort of a good segue as well. Like this is this community that was built, this worldwide touch factor. This is what started to stem, obviously, eSports e to absolutely explode. Um, so, yeah, excited to get into that with you, Dan. And uh, we'll leave it at that Likewise. for now. And thank you so much for joining us and uh, all the best. Thanks for having me. See you guys.